0: It's time for JT
1: the Brick. The Raiders need a wake-up call right now. If you don't progress and get better, they will cut you or trade you. You don't throw the ball out of bounds when you're down eight. There is no excuse for that. Everybody knows that my philosophy is to play faster. Don't huddle up when you don't need to huddle up. Make the play simpler. Run simpler plays and run them faster. Run them until you're blue in the face and don't leave practice until the janitor says we're closing the lights out. You guys got to go home. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. Give the ball to Devontae, Jacoby, and Hunter and Michael Mayer. I don't care who the sixth receiver is.
0: J.T. the Brick.
1: Too many people are getting comfortable, smarter, smarter, Faster, more explosive players who are disruptors. Everything that you could read that was negative and wasn't positive in this game, I gave you in the first five minutes of the show, and I do it five days a week on my radio show. There's no sugarcoating here. You're a Raider fan. Act like Get behind the team. And
0: now, Uh uh-oh, here's JT the Brick. All
1: right, final hour of the week for me, our Super Bowl recap. Here we go. We're live on YouTube. JT the Brick YT. Are you in the YouTube family of ours? Get in there. Uh, Subscribe to the page. JT the Brick YT is how you get into YouTube. And we'll be, I think we're going to be streaming the show from here on out. There might be a day or two that we don't do it. But overall, we want to do that. And then... Hopefully we'll have some special guests in here. I know Q Myers is looking to put some cameras up in here. This is just a basic setup that I have with my equipment here. But people seem to like it. You can get in during the breaks and jump in and talk to me directly, and I'm talking to everybody sometimes during the breaks. This hour is brought to you by the Verdi Law Group. The brothers have your back. I hope if you're in Vegas, you saw all their billboards and the way they have their handprints all over the city from their great father who built the legacy of their law firm. If you get into an accident in Vegas, and I'm telling you, I hope you don't, I really don't, but there's a lot of attorneys in this town here who are telling you how great they are. I won this award. I bought this award. Ooh, did, I t- did I break the secret? I bought this award. I tell everybody how great I am. No, the brothers, humble guys, they have your back. Uh, they want to make sure if you're a Latino in town, if, if you're someone visiting from out of town, if you've been a local here or you're new to moving here in town, Bilingual. They will talk to you. They will help you along the way and put you in the best position to win. Uh, Call them at 702-222-9999. That is the DeCastaverde Law Group. Remember, the brothers, they have your back. So it's our Super Bowl recap show, and I'm upset that Kansas City won because the Raiders are the team of the decades, and the Raiders have more history than Kansas City. They just do. From the Heidi game to the Immaculate Reception Deception to the Tuck Rule to the Holy Roller, to the Sea of Hands, all the games that the Raiders played in. But the Raiders have won just three Super Bowls, Super Bowl XI, 15, and eighteen. Super Bowl eighteen is a lot farther away from Super Bowl fifty-eight. You do the math. Now, the Raiders have sh- should have won a few more Super Bowls, but it's not sure they could have, would have. In an ideal world, not reaching for straws, not, you know, pie-in-the-sky stuff, the Raiders should have at least five, maybe six. They had some dramatic losses. And the the Stabler years pull that off. You know, one Super Bowl for Ken Stabler in five AFC championship games. The Raiders, if they had three, you'd be looking at them overall having five total. But they haven't. Kansas City is doing now what the Raiders were doing in the 70s into the 80s. That's exactly what it is. That's the way I look at it. They've won three. The Raiders won three in a short period of time. So we know how great that is in Raider lore. Well, Kansas City just had their own modern history. So the recent history of the NFL is now being told by the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. They have combined for nine Super Bowls with two quarterbacks who are two of the greatest of all time, maybe one in 1A. I'm not kicking Joe Montana to the curb yet. We just interviewed Joe and just saw Joe. And I'm not going to say that Mahomes is better than Joe Montana But every kid under the age of 30 who didn't see Joe Montana play is going to say Mahomes is better. And and probably Mahomes will end up better than Montana. But right now, I think Joe's legacy is very safe. He's going to be a GOAT of all time. But it's getting pretty tight at the top of the list. On any list that we have, the top four quarterbacks, the Mount Rushmore, any list, I don't care if you're the sharpest guy in the room or you're the guy who drank the most beer. Everybody knows that the list is at three. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and Patrick Mahomes, period. Those are the three greatest quarterbacks of all time. There's only room for one more on Mount Rushmore. That's it. And I'm adding an old-time guy in Joe Montana that's more the modern era. Otto Graham, who always gets left off this list, is one of the greatest and most accomplished quarterbacks of all time. Just look at his dominance and his stats. Just like if you ever have a list of the four greatest running backs, Mount Rushmore, Jim Brown will always be on that list. But the problem is you're not going to add running backs in the next 40 years. You're not going to be adding running backs to the list of Walter Payton, Jim Brown, and Barry Sanders. So I was talking about this with one of my sons. If you look at Mount Rushmore, which is four, not five, the top four, you have three out of the four lined up in the two most important positions, arguably running back and quarterback. You cannot move under any circumstance Jim Brown. You can never touch him. 200 years from now, you can't touch Jim Brown. So you got Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, and Walter Payton. Okay, that's it. Don't tell me, no, I'm going to take out Walter Payton. No, you're not going to take out Walter Payton. Well, the fourth is obviously Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith's the all-time leader in rushing, all-time number one leader, and he's got three Super Bowls. So when you look at the Mount Rushmore of running backs, Emmitt Smith, Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, and and look, (laughs) Walter Payton is unbelievable. He's got one Super Bowl. In that Super Bowl, he was scorned. Mike Ditka told us that personally. If Mike Ditka could go back in time, he would have given Walter Payton the ball, Bobby over, Refrigerator Perry, and it would have added to the legacy of Walter Payton as a Super Bowl champion with a touchdown.
2: Well, obviously you're not going to take Walter Payton off the list, but one I think you should consider is Franco Harris.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. That's what I'm going to get to with the quarterbacks here in a moment. Bobby made a great point. Well, how do you not have Franco Harris with four Super Bowls on the all-time list? You could. And Vegas resident O.J. Simpson was the most dominant running back, dominant, behind Jim Brown. Jim Brown was the most dominant. So there you go. So you got four or five there. But a quarterback, it gets interesting. Quarterback, it gets really interesting. Because now Mahomes is a lock to be all-time guy. All-time guy. He He could be number one. That'll take a long time. Long time. I'm hoping I'm still doing radio if he passes Brady. Brady one, Montana two, Mahomes three. You want to go Mahomes two, Montana three? I get it. I understand. I'm not going to fight you on that one. There's only room for one more. It's not going to be Elway and it's not going to be Marino and it's not going to be Favre. And Favre was close. Favre's had some personal issues. Aaron Rodgers, dominant great player. He's never going to be considered Mahomes or Brady. Never for Aaron Rodgers. But he has a chance to go out on top with the Jets. He does. He has a chance to go out on a high note there. Then you say Steve Young and Troy Aikman. You go down the list, but you got to go out of Grand Bart Starr. We have the Bart Starr Award. Roger Staubach, absolutely, Bobby. Absolutely, Roger Staubach. I'd put Staubach over the list over Aikman. Yeah, I would. But the debate now becomes about Mahomes. And he's done it in our division, and he's done it by going through the Raiders, the Raiders got to take this personally. So what I want to do the rest of this show, my last show of the week until next week, is I want to know why you believe like I do, but maybe you don't believe it, but I believe that at this moment, Antonio Pierce is the right guy right, to do it. And I'll tell you what put me over the top, and it was just over the weekend. I interviewed him on Radio Row. He was going to the Pat McAfee show. He's going on all the big shows, and he knew all, she was coming to us, and we, we spoke for a few minutes. I look him in the eye. You got to look people in the eye, not look down at them. And they don't look down on you. You look them in the eye. And you say, I tell them to call coach and talking to coach that this is it. Every time I interview him from here on out, if I get that opportunity to continue to do that, is this is go time. This is not a rebuild. It's not. It's not, hey, we're going to tear this thing down and build it back to right. No, we don't have time to do that with Kansas City. With Kansas City. Putting together a dynasty, we have no time to rebuild. I repeat, Kansas City is a dynasty trying to do a three-peat. Don't tell me you want to do this and tear it down and then do it right. No, we tried that with John Gruden, longtime friend of the show, still great friend of the show. We tried, we tried with Josh McDaniels. It was a strong big swing. To go down that road to try to bring Patriots west here, it did not work. And now we're doing it with the man from Compton who seems to have the team in the palm of his hands. With that being said, it has to work now. So don't tell me, man, we're a year or two away. I'm not doing it. I'm not going a year or two from now. I'm not predicting the Super Bowl, of course. I'm never going to say, hey, the Raiders are going to the Super Bowl, especially if they trade up and get a rookie quarterback who's never thrown a pass in NFL history. But this is the type of coach that wants to win now. So I think the flagship radio station has to be ready now to follow that edict and get this thing going. Okay? So that's the topic for the rest of the show. Why do you believe in a dynasty era for the Kansas City Chiefs that we have the right guy in Antonio Pierce? I'll go first. Because he's a former championship player and he hates losing. And he knows the difference between a team and a rival. His rival is now a dynasty. This has got to amp up everybody in our building. Everybody on the football side of the building has got to be amped up and say that this is what it's going to take. They got to be at the best. They have to have the best players. They have to be coached to the proper ability. And they have to be mentally prepared to play at such a high level against Kansas City and in this division. That they're going to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to win. Because the players love him. As Ronald's saying on my YouTube chat, again, Antonio will do whatever it takes to win. The players love him. I agree. But do I think that Antonio Pierce is the next Vince Lombardi? Or Andy Reid? He just beat Andy Reid. But he's putting the staff together. And Tom Telesco comes over. With some nice drafts in years past recently. Some really nice drafts. He's got to look at this and say, this is what the Raiders need. Because the Raiders beat the Super Bowl champs, man. The Raiders beat the Super Bowl champs. That's really important. I, I, I hope they didn't win the Super Bowl. I, I could care less if I said, hey, man, the Raiders beat the AFC champs. Now they ha- now I have to say the obvious. They beat the Super Bowl champs. And recently. Beat them on Christmas. I'm not talking September, October. They beat them recently with the personnel they had. And I hate the fact that some people are saying it, but it's true. That was the wake-up call that Kansas City needed for Kansas City to refocus and go out and play well. It's not like Kansas City played great. I don't think they played great at Baltimore. They only scored 17 points. Did they play great in Buffalo? No, they played clutch. And that's the key, as we've said. The Raiders have to find more clutch players. I can promise you I'm telling you what's going to happen here this offseason. Take it from me. When you take it from me, I get it right. Because I don't spout a lot of stuff. I don't make predictions. I'm not the prediction boy. I'm not the guy telling you this is going to happen. But I can tell you this much, that this team is going to make some big decisions coming up here. And the rest of the league, the rest of the league wants Devontae out of here. The rest of the league, NFL Live on ESPN, Screaming Skip. I watched Skip today. didn't even know what camera to look like. Just cancel that show. That show's a train wreck. My buddy Stephen A. Got to see him over the Super Bowl, which was great. You know what they're going to do on certain Tuesdays and Wednesdays when there's no news? They're going to put on the teleprompter, Devonte to the Jets. Because they have no news. And they're going to beg for Devontae Adams to leave the Raiders. So Tom Telesco can make a deal and get draft equity to go get a quarterback. I promise you that's happening. But for Antonio Pierce, now he gets to coach against the dynasty. If that doesn't get the building more fired up than it's ever been, I don't know what's going to be. So I want to know your opinion. It's a Raider topic today, unless you want to recap the Super Bowl and overtime and what happened there, on why you believe we're in a perfect storm. Just beat Kansas City, won the Super Bowl, right coach. Team's highly motivated we got the draft and free agency coming up. Some pretty good cap space available. I mean, I haven't dove into all those numbers. I'm assuming Hunter Renfro won't be back. Jimmy Garoppolo, a couple players won't be back. But the addition of Jack Jones, the health coming back to see Michael Mayer at tight end. Trey Tucker and the way he's playing. Big decision on Josh Jacobs. I don't know what Tom Telesco wants to do with Josh Jacobs. I have no idea. I'm assuming Antonio Pierce would like to keep him. I think they want to run the ball. They just brought in, you know, Luke Getty's going to come in. He wants to run the football, which I don't have a problem with. But I'm, you know me. You've been listening to me a long time. I don't love running the football. My son laughs at me all the time. Dad, you don't like running the football. No, I don't mind running the football. I just don't like to run it up the middle on first down for no gain. That's what I don't like. I like running the ball on the 35-yard line first down up the middle. One-yard gain, and it's second and nine. How many times have we got to watch that around this place the last four or five years since moving to Vegas? Give me something a little bit more in the running game. Go get me a right tackle who's a former All-Pro. Go get me a right tackle in the second round who can start, not be groomed. But overall, it's going to be big. I mean, it's, it's go time. They just won the Super Bowl in our building. In our building and planted a flag at the 50-yard line. Their fans dominated and have been here nonstop. We need to swing big. We need a monster swing, and it's got to happen at quarterback. It's all going to change. As of today, it's all going to change, but my hope is that it's Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner out of LSU who played for Coach Pierce and was recruited to Arizona State before he got a chance to transfer to LSU for a better team and a team that put him in the hunt for the Heisman. And I hope they can get him. And if they do get him, I don't know how good he's going to play when he comes here. But at least I like the style of his play, which is similar to Patrick Mahomes. It is. Patrick Mahomes didn't get a sniff at the Heisman Trophy. Are you kidding me? See what Jaden Daniels and Lamar Jackson did? The guys played better in college than Mahomes did. Mahomes was a great armed talent, very good player at Texas Tech, but he wasn't a Heisman Trophy winner. He wasn't in the national championship hunt. And look at what he's done. So it's going to be very important to see what happens here. And I don't know if you want to get in the chat on YouTube. Uh, the quarterback's going to be our big offseason uh, topic. And as I told Bobby, we don't want to do this every day or it won't matter. Like, I don't want to hype everybody up. You know, sometimes a rock band will come out and their opening song will be their best song. Yeah. Right? They open up with their biggest hit. and You go, ooh, wait a second. And what's going to happen? Am I got to sit around for two more hours and that was the best song? Other bands save it for their encore. And they give you the best song during the encore when it drops. The Raiders have to give us their biggest piece of news in a month. Really, at the NFL draft. You know, we're going to have the combine, and then when we get to the draft, and we get through March, and then in April we have the draft, the Raiders' biggest off-season story has got to be that first-round pick. Because we can't do Clee Farrell anymore. We can't. Henry Ruggs, different story. We knew what happened there. Uh, You go to Damon Arnett, uh, some of the players that were taken. No, no. It's got to be bigger than this. And the pressure's on. I think everybody knows that, and I'm optimistic that Tom Telesco, Mark Davis uh, reviewing everything from the top down, and Antonio Pierce will get the right guy. I think we're going to be able to capture a free agent or two. And I think the offensive line is a bigger priority for me than it has been in a long time. 702-365-9200, 702-365-9200, Jorge in San Jose. Does anybody else call other than Jorge in San Jose? Do we got people in Florida? Do we got people in Texas? Do we got people in Cincinnati? San Jose. Where's the rest of the Raider Nation here, man? We're a global brand on a flagship. Go ahead, Jorge. Start us off. What do you got? I got you,
3: JT. I know. I know you got Shark City out here against the LA against the Vegas Knights, but you know I always be supporting the Raiders, man. And. Um, You know, I'm fired up about AP, you know, and and, and I want to start by saying this, JT. I I really hope, and I don't know if you got the information out there that – I hope that the opening game for the for the Kansas City Chiefs is against the Raiders.
1: I want no um, part of that game. Effort. I want no part of that game. Why do we want to go into the Roman Coliseum as they're flying their flag uh, after we have nobody playing in the preseason, no one's playing in the preseason not to get hurt? Why do you want to waste our only opportunity to go into Kansas City opening night when no one's, no one's lubed up, no one's got any reps? Why would you want to do that? Because you gotta punch him in the mouth early, JT. Okay. You gotta
3: you gotta know what Antonio tears mentality here is that he wants to go for the division. He doesn't want a wild card. He's not gonna settle for that. Did you not see Max Crosby's reaction when when Patrick Mahomes scored that uh, through that game winning touchdown? He was pissed because he knows that he has to be the one. That this team, this Raider team, has to be the one that dethrones the Chiefs. And I want them to go catch him early. And I know the NFL doesn't do the The Raiders any favors with the schedule, but you got to go out there and prove we're the last team that beat this team. We're the team that they want to hang their hats on how we inspired them. No, they were embarrassed in their home. I want to continue to do that as a team, and I think Antonio Pierce gets it. I haven't seen a, a head coach that is so comfortable with the media, but is unapologetically himself and is so on brand with the Raiders. I know that the NFL is probably going to give the Raiders and the, and the Chiefs uh, a game later on. But, you know, I think it's just going to be good for TV. And I think that the Raiders can step up. I know that's going to be early on. I know that there's still going to be a lot of questions. I think we need to get uh, some competition there for AOC. But I think our defense really is going to be the ones that take over. When you look at the Tampa, the Tampa game against KC in the Super Bowl, yeah, you know, Tom Brady did play, you know, as best as he could. But it was the defense that disrupted Mahomes. And I think our defense at this point, mm-hmm. early on in the season next year, yeah. is going to be able to at least right. get that first win of the, of the okay. season. Okay, fair
1: enough. I fair it's enough, I, I don't want, Look, if the Raiders play that game, if the Raiders play that game, can they win that game? Absolutely. Will I be going nuts and having fun and getting us all fired up to win that game? I don't want our biggest game of the year. Our number one biggest game of the year. On the road at Arrowhead to be the first game of the year when everybody's coming off, going to the beach in the summer and not ready for football. I don't like the game, don't want to be a part of the game. The only time I want the Raiders to play in that game is after they win the Super Bowl and they host that game. I see no benefit of playing that game there. It'd be a classic screw job by the NFL. No, we don't need to be in that game. If we are in the game, we'll play it. We'll play them anywhere. Antonio Pierce said it. We'll play them in a parking lot. Play them wherever you want. But I'm not going to sit here asking for that game. Are Are we crazy? I don't want to see the Raiders open up on the road week one in an environment where they're an underdog and could lose and then have to be off for nine days. That's not ideal for me, but it could happen. It could happen, and if it does happen, I'll be ready for it. Raider Nation Drinking Club, Thor, joining us, Original Black Hole. What's happening, Thor?
0: JT, what's happening, my brother? Well, at least that travesty of a... Teams in our stadium is over, and they're gone and out of town, and I don't have to look at that anymore for a while. Um, I I really believe that in order to be the best, we have to beat the best, and and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are the best in football right now. Mm -hmm. But I feel confident. I feel confident because AP is putting together – a team bringing in Marvin Lewis and people, you know, really smart football people. And and Antonio Pierce has the ability to get this team fired up. The defense changed so much after he took over as the head coach, but just as, you know, just got the team, the motivation, it has to be there. I hope this, honestly, this was a slap in the face to the Raider Nation and and to the Raider team. So if this doesn't motivate you, nothing will. Let this let this fuel the fire. Let this get everyone fired up. Max needs to go out there and get all these other dudes fired up as much as him. And Malcolm Coons is hopefully whoever we bring in a defensive tackle. I I prefer to draft a D tackle um, early um, and and just get people fired up. How did we beat KC? Defense, run the football. Hopefully Josh Jacob comes back on a team-friendly deal with mm. with um, Zamir, you know. Right. And we can run the ball and play defense and beat these dudes and, and say congratulations. And we're not going to win it in your house because your house ain't even good enough to host the Super Bowl mm. in. Let's, I, hope the, I hope the Super Bowl comes back to Vegas a lot because of the experience, the mm. great experience it was out here. And sure, people will win in our house. Hopefully, we'll win
4: in our
1: house the
0: next time they see. Yep. But let's go. All right, let's thanks. Go. Thank, I'm thank, not scared of KC. Thank, All
1: right. Thanks, Thor. Appreciate the call. You know what motivates me the most? I'm sitting here on social media and over at Resorts World, proud partner of our show, Resorts World. I brought I brought Resorts World me, moi, to sports radio. So I want I want to thank Resorts World for their partnership. There's a picture trending online with Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, Machine Gun Kelly, and Megan Fox at the Resorts World after party. That's what motivates me, that I got to live in this town and watch Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey at our nightclubs running around here with uh, confetti flying everywhere, world-famous DJs wearing Kansas City Chiefs jerseys in their DJ booth, uh, loving the Kansas City Chiefs because they're working their after party. Okay? That motivates me to see that they came into the city and won a championship in our city. And our city, which they should, if you're hosting the after party for the Chiefs, that's good for business. That's really good for business. I don't knock you for that. We love everybody that does business up and down the strip, but that's what motivates me. I've had enough of this. I'm really, really upset that Kansas City won the Super Bowl where I live in Las Vegas. I am a champion for Las Vegas. I love this place. I had a great Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was fantastic, other than the result. Didn't like the teams. I had no interest in going to the games. I've been to over 20 Super Bowls. This is the only NFL game ever played in Las Vegas that I haven't been to. On purpose. My son went and had a great time. Okay? I'm sick to my stomach that they won the Super Bowl. It bothers me. So if you ever question my loyalty, the Raiders, my loyalty to Mark Davis and this franchise, if you're one of the people who do every once in a while, and there's a troll out there or two, okay, if you're listening or looking at me on the live stream, I am painfully upset that the Kansas City Chiefs became a dynasty and locked in their legacy in Las Vegas, Nevada at Allegiant Stadium on Super Bowl Sunday. That is going to motivate me to do better radio, better TV, and better work as this chapter of the Raiders has a real good puncher's chance to quickly turn it around and play in more important games. That's why I think we're going to have a really big offseason because of free agency in the draft. It's always f- important. But if, you go, if I go back in the hot tub time machine... All right, you put me back in the hot tub time machine, and I'm at Dre's three, four years ago, and I'm on stage with Lincoln Kennedy and, at the time, Marcel Reese and Nicole Zalumis, who I had a chance to see, and I'm introducing Cleveland Farrell because no one else on stage who was working with me that day ever heard of him. We can't have mistakes like that anymore, everybody. We can't have a first-round mistake. Not this year. We need a home run. If we got to trade down because our guy's not available and we move back, okay. But this is the year to go. This is the year where there's a window opens, it pops open, you fly through it, you kick the door down and you get the guy you want. La Casa Cigars. Mike and Sandy, good friends. They were at the Ditka Jaws Cigar Party helping out along the way. Proud partners of our show. Live music, seven nights a week at La Casa Cigars. Come join me. Even though the voice feels like I swallowed razor blades, it really does. The voice is in pain. I'll have a cigar on my vacation coming up here, but when we come back, we're right back in La Casa Cigars, getting it rolling. Oh, it's going off on the chat now. Ooh, there's some infighting. That's what happens in chat rooms. One guy wants a right tackle, the other guy doesn't. Other guy wants this, other guy wants that. I just want this Kelsey Taylor Swift thing to go away. Now he can go on her tour to Japan and her European tour, and they can go, you know, sing songs together on the road. And uh, we can get back to football.)
0: Man, I mean, it just gives you a little added motivation going into the offseason. So, uh, um, like I said, I never, I never feel like we're underdogs. I believe we can win any game that we play in. Um, but we have to continue to prove that every single year.
1: Mahomes, he made the run. He went from the party, the night party at Zook, to the breakfast meeting in the morning with Roger Goodell to Disneyland, back to Kansas City in the parade. I mean, the guy's going to be on fumes. But he likes this time of year. He likes to do it. Likes to win the Super Bowl. Likes to win the MVP. He's tracking down his legacy and doing a pretty good job at it. Uh, JT, back with you. Hey, thanks to the M Resort. Uh, thank them for their partnership all year, their continued support of the show. If you're looking for dinner, you're looking for that outdoor pool where we're at over the weekend, just looking for a good time, all the different options that they have to gamble, have fun, and especially the suites and rooms. Fantastic job. Raider fans like going to the M Resort now a proud partner and remaining a proud partner of ours on Raider Nation Radio. KC Raider fan is in Kansas City on the mobile app. Go ahead.
2: Hey, JT. This is Dan in Kansas City. Hey, Dan. I'm going to tell, tell you what motivates me is i got to live here. I listen to this stuff 24-7. Do you think Taylor Swift was born and raised here her whole life? They do not stop talking about it. They work it into every newscast. The, the weather people work it in everybody and I got to listen to it all the way till next football season Mm -hmm. and I am already sick of it I am ready for next season to start I'm ready to punch them back in the mouth what scares me is that it's going to take us another year even if our draft goes well because right now what free agents are going to want to come and play in this division against Patrick Mahomes it's going to be the same thing as like Derek Carr went to the Saints because he thought he had an easy division no one wants to come play here because they don't want to have to face the Chiefs twice a year. And that's what scares me. I'd also like to know where all these coaches were that LeVar Arrington said we were going to bring in. I haven't seen other than, like, Marvin Lewis. What were some of those names, and where are they?
1: Well, they were talking about Cliff Kingsbury. That's it. Appreciate the call. I mean, look, the Raiders have coaches that they've retained. Uh, the Raiders have – they just lost a coach. He's now the head coach of UCLA. That was kind of a fluke. Uh, I just saw Antonio Pierce's son, is quality control, but what other coaches are you talking about? They, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, Luke Getze is going to build out the offensive staff with the Antonio Pierce, and the defensive staff is led by Patrick Graham and, and pretty much still in place. I was at the Lee Steinberg party uh, with the great Rob Ryan. He's back. You know There weren't as many coaching voids as you filled. The big names for coaching here was Marvin Lewis, Patrick Graham, Luke Getze, and then the ability, they were close to, it seemed like they were really close to getting Cliff Kingsbury, and they didn't get him. And we'll see how that plays out. Cliff Kingsbury uh, probably wanted something else in the contract that the Raiders weren't interested in giving them. I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't. He's out of work for a reason. He was fired for a reason. Nice coach. If he's here, we would have supported him. But Tom Telesco and Antonio Pierce are finalizing and putting, the re- to putting together the rest of the staff here, and I'm not that worried about it. They don't, Marvin Lewis and Tom Coughlin, on the staff as mentors or consultants. And Marvin Lewis is going to be here full time. That's pretty good. Kirk Morrison, kind enough to join us. Former Raider linebacker who worked extensively, man. The guy was on the field nonstop after the game, working for Westwood. One on the call, my friend, a great game. I saw how busy you were after the game, the insanity on the field afterwards. What was it like?
4: Oh man, it was insane. It was nuts. It was a lot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, it's Super Bowl, right? And this was the first one in, in Vegas. And you know what? I, I do want to take time just to thank the people of Las Vegas. Um, Las Vegas officially, and I know that they've won championships whether with the Aces in the WNBA or the Gold Knights with the NHL. But I thought that Las Vegas truly showed itself as a sports town, and they delivered this past week—not just Super Bowl Sunday, but this past week, JT. Um, that really gave a lot of validity for why the Raiders moved to Las Vegas. I thought it was just exceptional. They put on a magnificent experience, a magnificent uh, showcase, and um, I was every or very much a part of all the events and everything going on in Las Vegas for the week. So glad to be back home, but, man, what an experience.
1: Did it add the fact that Taylor Swift was on the field? You've done this before. <laughs> Did that add to all of it because you got the biggest pop star in the world against a team that was just crowned the dynasty with all their family and friends? Did it make it just feel like it was much bigger? Jim Nance, who I know you respect, is on the podium. That that postgame just looked bigger and more explosive than I can remember it in the past.
4: No, I think you're 100% accurate on that one, JT. Uh, I believe so. I mean, just being in that little bullpen area that they call it inside the ropes. Um, I think, you know, Taylor Swift was just, um, you know, a, a family member, right? You know, she's just a significant other who's up there having his moment. She didn't steal the moment. She's was just a fan for a while. And I think that really, I thought was active. I mean, and we kind of came through, uh, you mentioned Jim Nance, obviously what he was doing, seeing Tony Romo, congratulating everyone, and Andy Reid, Spagnolo, Brett Veach, uh the confetti coming down. I mean, you would think that they just won their first Super Bowl, and yet they've done this twice before as a group. And this third one, I think, was a little bit different because of the path that they took having to do it on the road, right, having to go on the road two playoff games um, against the Buffalo Bills, the number two team, then go against the number um, – then go against the number one team in the Baltimore Ravens and then go up against the NFC champions on a neutral site, in which Patrick Mahomes still has not lost a game yet, JT, in the Legion Stadium. Um, it was an unbelievable finish and um, an overtime game that ended on a touchdown.
1: Kirk Morrison is our guest. Uh, What a job he did as broadcasting on the field. The interviews, all up at NFL Radio. So the callers who have been calling me are basically upset about Shanahan not running the ball enough. The final drive of the game, they had second and five, which would have led to maybe it was second and five, third and five. No gain on the Kittle pass for no gain. He only had four yards in the game. And then he threw it away on third down. They kicked the field goal to take the lead. I don't I don't know why they didn't have better plays called there or why they didn't live and die on second and five giving it to McCaffrey twice. He gets a first down Kirk pretty much the Super Bowl's over and they couldn't move the ball. How'd you see it?
4: Yeah, they they just it was kind of weird that little final parts of the fourth quarter and even in overtime, um the 49ers offense just really couldn't get going again. They, everything was going their way in the first half, but uh, it was just stingy defense by the Chiefs on those uh weighty downs right those third down plays that really just 49ers couldn't execute steve spagnolo i thought sent some uh his normal blitzes and the 49ers just really couldn't hold up and brock purdy this is where he's going to grow as a quarterback only in his second year he'll figure out ways to kind of improvise just a little bit kind of manipulate the defense give himself some better situations but I thought he ran the plays that were called. Just Spagnuolo had a better defense, and he has to find a different way to get the ball off. But he got a couple of plays knocked down, and it almost seems as if they were playing for the tie and not the win, right, JT?
1: Mm, I would agree with you. I, I thought Kyle got conservative late in the game. There's been a lot of criticism of Kyle Shanahan in these big games. Super Bowl's up 28-3. to This game, having the ball with the opportunity to work more clock and win it. And he hasn't been able to do it. We both know he's a really good play caller. Just the clutch plays, Kirk. As a former player, you see Mahomes. Everybody knows that he can run and make plays outside the pocket. He does it more in the fourth quarter in the big games. Ice water in his veins.
4: That's what his head coach told me after the game. He just said, mm-hmm. Mahomes just told me, just put it on my shoulders. I got it. I'm going to run with the football. And that's what he did. You know, fourth and one game on the line. If, they, if he gets stopped, the game's over and all he does is fake it and keep it, and he runs for eight yards, and he runs for another yard. And you could just sense the momentum of the game. Um, I, I kept saying this using this analogy. It's like both teams were thrown in the deep end of the pool, and yet the Kansas City Chiefs were like, oh, they were accustomed to being in the deep end, and they were able to tread water smoothly. They didn't use extra movement. They just were calm. And yet the 49ers seemed to struggle just a little bit and started to kind of doggy paddle a little bit. And I think that's where they weren't as comfortable in the deep end where I thought the Kansas City Chiefs were.
1: Well, you know I'm a legacy guy and you as a player, this is the coronation of a dynasty. you got to win three, minimum three to be a dynasty. They get it. They do it in the stadium of the Raiders. Uh, Mahomes yeah. is 3-1 instead of 2-2 two and two in the Super Bowl. And it puts Andy Reid in the conversation, not just yet with Vince Lombardi or you know Bill Belichick, but he's in the conversation with Jimmy Johnson and all the other coaches that have won two and are going to win more. He has a chance to have a three-peat, and I think Kelsey is officially the greatest tight end of all time with the way he's playing. So if they lost that game, Kirk, I'm not saying they'd never be back again, but wow, the pendulum swings into their legacy game and being a dynasty in Las Vegas, hard for a lot of people to grip, but now now one of the great teams of the ages.
4: Yeah, the dynasty is intact. I mean, everything that they've accomplished, you know, I put an Andy Reid is up there now because when you look at the mm-hmm. totality of his resume and what he's been able to do, this has been six consecutive AFC championship games, look, four Super Bowl appearances. They've won three, like you mentioned. And now I think if we're talking Belichick's the greatest of all time, Andy Reid is right there next to him. Um, You know, he may be right behind him and still has a chance to even catch him. That's how crazy this thing has been for this dynasty that they have. Travis Kelsey speaks for himself, continues to play at a high level in the playoffs, and Patrick Mahomes, six years in the league. Well, six years as a starter, seven years in the league. And I don't even know if he's got his, uh, his, his grown-up legs yet. He's still considered young for a lot of people. So to see the way that uh, Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers and, those, and Matt Ryan and those guys played in years 14 and 15, he's still half of that in the league and has already accomplished what he has. Just the dynasty, I don't see this thing going anywhere. They're, they're there right there, here to stay. And, again, if you want to win a Super Bowl, you've got to go through Kansas City, even if they're not the one seed.
1: Uh, final one about the 49ers. They're going to have to figure out some contracts there. They brought in players like Chase Young, Greenlaw, with that freak injury, what happened there. I mean, the core players will be there on defense. And I feel like they'll have the quarter get back again, but being on the field and seeing Brock Purdy in the fourth quarter, you think it's going to be easy for them to run it back? Or there's going to be some other quarterbacks in the NFC that are going to put themselves in a better position than Purdy can for the 49ers over the next couple of years?
4: Yeah, that's an interesting question, JT, because I've seen Brock Purdy and what he can do, and you really believe that he can be their franchise quarterback. But then you think about some of the losses for the 49ers this year. You know, he lost to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. He lost to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And I know those are AFC opponents, right? He also lost to Mahomes as well. Those are all in the AFC. I think in the NFC, is a little bit more comparable for him, and it just depends on a couple quarterbacks, right? Matthew Stafford in his own division, that's always going to be a tough one. But, you know, honestly, outside of Jared Goff and maybe a couple other guys, I think Brock Purdy has a nice opportunity to put his team right back into a conference championship and maybe even a Super Bowl. He doesn't have to worry about the gauntlet of the AFC, and I think he's shown in two short seasons that he can be the franchise guy for the 49ers, I mean, a muff punt, and that game changed for in, in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't have that muff punt. We're talking about Brock Purdy, mystery relevant, the first mystery relevant to start a Super Bowl. Man, it, it, the, it, the storylines could have been so much different had the 49ers won, and yet here we are and debating is Brock Purdy the guy or not.
1: Well, you know, going into this, you're going to need some sleep afterwards, but you can't sleep as it's Vegas and it's building up to this. Then the late Super Bowl. Then after that, it takes a couple of days to decompress. Appreciate that yeah. you had a few minutes with you, my friend. I'll see you a bunch in the off season. I hope.
4: Oh, man, sounds good, JT. Oh, one last thing, man, credit to the NFL as well. I thought they really did a great, great job in honoring uh, the late Al Davis, Mr. Davis. Mm. They gave him his roses. I thought that was really cool in pregame, having Bolitnikoff and Plunkett and Marcus Allen up there to light the torch, to light the Raiders' yes. torch uh, right before the Super Bowl started, man, and gave the, uh, the, the shield of Al up there. I thought that was classy by the NFL and definitely was looking down on us yesterday and definitely wish Mr. Mm-hmm. Davis could have saw this, but I know he saw it from up there, the, uh, up there in the sky.
1: Nicely said. Talk to you soon, my friend. Enjoy some time off. See ya. All right, you got it, JT. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Kirk. Kirk Morrison, nice to get him on the radio. He worked hard. I was watching the after party, you know, when the confetti came down, and he was in every shot. He was right there, right there interviewing everyone there on the radio side. So he's come a long way. He's a good broadcaster, works a lot, works the Rams pre and post, and he's just a good guy. Nice to catch up with him. Once a Raider, always a Raider. We'll tag that with our great friends at M Resort Spawn Casino. Travis is in St. Louis. The aftermath, Super Bowl recap, part two. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, the, the, the Chiefs fans in this area, with the, there are quite a few that adopted them after the Rams left, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the serious ones that know more than two players on that roster, they know something is cooking with the Raiders. They, they admit it to me that when they talk about it, they're terrified of Max. They, you know, they, they know what he's going to do if he gets a hold of them home. Here's what I, what I want to see in this offseason is a defensive splash through free agency, with the cap room they have, to be able to just build this defense as a bigger Goliath. Because I, I just don't see how they're going to be able to get a top three quarterback, that first elite tier that we see. I, I want to see the defense built up. Even though I love the offense, I want to see this defense built up and then do what you can for in the draft for the offense. But I, I just think the only way to, to, to take on the, the tier of quarterbacks in this division and you know the Broncos are going to get one eventually, is to build this defense into a Goliath. Two-thirds of this team is ready to rock. we we got to get the mm-hmm. offense. I, I don't know. I just, uh, as much as I love offense, I want to see the defense just be a huge splash.
1: Yeah, thank you. That's a good call. You made a really nice point on that because Max, Max is at a point now, if he gets his hands on Mahomes, there's going to be some violence. Okay, he's going to, he's going to put him down. And nothing illegal, nothing illegal. We're not encouraging injury, but Max is a different player at a different level now. All cleaned up now. Knee surgery, thumb surgery, he'll be ready to go. And with, I didn't think the Raiders were going to get Jack Jones. They got Jack Jones. They got Ja'Cory and Bennett, who's only, ha- he has to get better. Nate Hobbs, Robert Spillane, Merrigan Epps. Get another player or two on defense, but it's time to get this offense up to speed and the quarterback position is a priority. We'll wrap up my show for the remainder of the week until President's Day on the other side.
4: The hospitality here, you
1: outdid it, uh, and uh, I think uh, safe to say the NFL looks forward to coming back. Roger Goodell sounded a little bit tired there at the end. Ooh, I didn't hear that sound bite as he thanked Las Vegas on its way out of here. You know how big this was for Roger Goodell? Everything Roger Goodell has done, it's not perfect. I'm rooting for John Gruden in the lawsuit. I think most people are. They, they think John Gruden was done unjustly. So if you want to root for him, even if you're a fan of another team, you might want to. But Roger Goodell pulled off the Super Bowl in Vegas. It doesn't happen if the Raiders don't move to Vegas. But Roger Goodell could have blocked that easily. He said, no, it's never going to happen. So Roger Goodell, on his watch, approved the Vegas. The decision looked really easy to me. And all of a sudden, it was easy. But a lot of people needed to be thanked for that, including... Napoleon McCallum, our good friend who we saw at the Raiders Jam, the Super Jam concert, he was having a good time. So I looked to the right, and he was videotaping Billy Gibbons as ZZ Top at the end of the night. But Goodell is going to take credit for doing the Amazon deal, the Peacock deal, the Fox renewal, the, the ESPN deal, potentially in a merge with the NFL. He's going to get credit for all of it. He's going to get credit from the NFL side, because Mark Davis and his team and everybody who worked here in the past and now for for working for the Raiders. But the issue is going to be Goodell is going to walk right up to the podium at the Hall of Fame with his gold jacket and say, yeah, Vegas happened on my watch. And now we're going back to Vegas every four years or five. So, again, I tip my cap to everybody. Congratulations to Roger Goodell. Everybody who pulled off Vegas, everyone from the volunteers to the Raider organization, To the NFL. Fantastic. Harry Ruiz in for me the rest of the week. I'll see you after President's Day. Bobby, great job. Thanks to all of our guests. Siesta time. Check you on the other side. Appreciate it. Thank you
0: guys.